Bright Horizons Parenting Podcast, just for ages zero to eight. Get the advice you need from our own early childhood experts, Rachel Robertson and Claire Goss, and make the most out of every chance to teach play and love. As the summer approaches, parents are faced with a dilemma. Should their children engage in summer fun, or should they be preparing for the next school year? And especially now, the pressure for extra support, think tutoring sessions, workbooks and flashcards is at an all-time high. But Rachel and Claire are here to assure you, you don't have to choose between summer adventure and learning support. Your kids can be outside with their friends, having a blast and learning. Hi, Claire. I'm so happy to be with you again to talk about another really good topic. Yeah, we, this we're here today is to talk about a seasonal topic. It's getting to be nice out again in most of the country, which means spending more time outside. And it was a really tough winter for a lot of reasons. So here we are. It's time to go back outside again. It's time to be with friends outdoors. And I know that this is always a tough time of year for parents because they're thinking about having their kids outside doing all these fun summery things, but they're also probably thinking about how school is going to be picking up again in the fall. They're wondering about learning loss mm -hmm. after a couple, a couple tough years of the pandemic. They're wondering, is my child gonna be ready for school in the fall? And they might be thinking about things like, do I need to hire a tutor? Do I need to be doing workbooks and flashcards? And these things are all being marketed to parents very heavily this time of year. You don't wanna worry, worry about um, your child falling behind or right. not being ready. Right. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. Yeah, and I think you said it so well in recognizing that people are extra worried about it right now because they are worried about did their children's, did they lose opportunities for learning? They're behind, but I would ask, challenge people to think about that differently. Think about that learning was disrupted, but it's not lost. So mm -hmm. you don't have to make a choice. You can have your kids outside with their friends, being playful, and they are learning and growing cognitively at the same time. So. It is a perennial topic to talk about how you don't have to spend the summer inside making sure there's no learning loss, that you can be outside playing, having tons of fun, and still be working on your cognitive development at the very same time. So one of the things, I love this topic because it's really important to me. I've worked, I started my career in camping programs, being outside all the time, and supporting children's learning and development through that. But I also know through all my work in early childhood that all development is linked. So mm -hmm. when babies are developing and they're you know, finding their hand, they're also developing socially, emotionally, cognitively at the same time, even though that's a big physical development milestone. So a good example of how to think about cognitive development and physical development at the same time is, is thinking like a big body play game, like Simon says. Mm -hmm. So. Simon is telling you to do something. You have to be really cognitively flexible, which is an important skill, and it takes a lot of work to be able to differentiate between what Simon says and what Simon doesn't say. And then you also have a ton of coordination going on. Mm -hmm. You are listening to directions. You're stopping and starting, impulse control. All of these things are both physical development and cognitive development. And when you're developing them at the same time, they're stronger. Yes, so that is something that I think surprises 
people about child development is that that brain architecture is being built all the time. So when we think about our little babies, and we think a lot about their physical development, right? Because we're excited for them to eventually learn to walk. We want, this is something that we look forward to as parents. So we encourage, we put them on their tummies for tummy time so that they'll learn to crawl. And then we put something just out of their reach so that they'll start scooting. And then we hold onto their fingers as they really carefully take those mm -hmm. wobbly first steps. And then eventually they do, they start walking on their own, they start running and jumping. But it's not like the physical development just kind of trails off. Right. It's always happening. That physical development is, is helping your brain grow and your brain growing is helping the physical development. It's all happening at the same time. And it's really important to think about how those two are, are linked. And that's why it's important to not just have your child sitting all summer in a chair at the table with the, with the flashcards and the, and the tablet, right? Mm -hmm. Because how are they, we need that part of their brain lighting up all the time. Yeah, I think this stuff is so interesting. I When I'm with little kids, I'm always assessing and, and paying attention to their gross motor development and fine motor development. And that's certainly because I know what to look for, but even things like being able to walk on their tiptoes or going from jumping to hopping or even blinking to winking, all of that mm -hmm. is physical development that is indicative of a lot of, of, a lot of cognitive development that's happening in a coordinated way. So. The other thing I like to think about physical play, so so games are great and being outside is great, but you really do want that big body physical movement play because you're demanding a lot of your brain in a really good way. And you, if you're an adult and you're thinking about a time you had, you played sports or you were in a really stringent exercise routine, it demands a lot of your brain to be doing that. And, mm -hmm. and um, so when kids are developing and their brains are developing and their bodies are developing, this is that demand on their cognition is helping them with memory and executive function, which is a whole collection of skills that's really important. Things like planning ahead and uh, flexible thinking and working memory, and then controlling impulses, self-regulation. I was talking about that with the Simon Says example, but that's really important. All kinds of physical play. And then I mean, communication and negotiation skills if they're playing with others. Um, and so that all that kind of is so important and then so much more development is happening than sitting on a couch playing something that's passive or watching TV. So if you have to participate, if you have to be active in it, if you have to engage, if you have to make choices, even if they're not conscious choices, mm -hmm. that's when the brain is developing and that's when the brain is working. So big muscle development, we've used that word, or, or large motor, gross motor, let's just clarify that this is like, you, you're using multiple muscles at the same time, like climbing, jumping, running, mm -hmm. throwing, kicking, balancing, you get, so you're learning spatial awareness, figuring out where your body is in time and space, that's a thing <laughs> if you watch little kids that are not quite sure about that. And the other time that happens is when you have children that are growing rapidly, yes. that they're not quite sure if you watched and a middle schoolers playing sports, they don't know how long their arms are because it changes <laughs> so quickly. And that's happening a ton when they're little. Mm -hmm. And these, these skills both happening while the skills developing at the same time that bodies and brains are developing is really positive and good for them. Healthy brains happen when you have healthy bodies. Yeah, absolutely. And if, and if parents are worried about how to spend time this summer, I really want to emphasize that there's a lot of other, it, besides the fact that you're encouraging the cognitive development, the actual brain architecture is, is happening when you're outside moving your body. And you're also 
doing other good things for your child that will make them better learners in the fall. Things like their sleep is going to be better. They get vitamin D when they're outside. But also there's a lot of research showing support that the more time you spend outside moving your body around, the lower your cortisol levels are. That's the stress hormone. And we also know from research that if you are, the more stressed you are, the harder it is to learn things. And you have less confidence, less mastery. So, I mean, there's multiple, multiple studies that support this, but there was one in 2019, it was a huge large scale study of 20,000 people. And it found that being outside for at least two hours a week lowered blood pressure, boosted mental health, lowered stress. And that's for everyone, not just children, that's for adults too. So mm -hmm. go outside with your kids, mm -hmm. it's good for you too. But we're, it's, there's a lot of good opportunities for learning happening. And you're also setting your child's body up for that learning mm -hmm. by getting them outdoors. And it's, I think it's really surprising to people how much the reduction in stress, but also just real good physical care affects ability to learn. Mm -hmm. So this is happens, I have college students, we have to have this conversation a lot, that actually cramming for a test is not better than an extra hour of sleep. And that's the same thing that can be said for anything. If you're happy, if you're healthy, if your brain is active, you're going to be able to learn better. If you're not stressed, you're going to be able to learn better. So it is all, whether they're, well they are, not even whether, it's not a choice. They are learning cognitively and developing cognitively while they're playing physically, but they're also set up for more success when they might be just learning something more academic versus also doing the physical activity. Yeah, I think we've really boxed ourselves in as a society into thinking like, this is what learning is. Mm -hmm. Learning is, math facts, learning is reading worksheets and things. It's, it's not true for young, for young kids especially, it's not true for us as adults either, but for young kids, I know we both feel really passionately mm -hmm. about this. Learning is so much more dynamic than that and the kids need to be using their whole bodies and, and we know that they're learning all the time, they're curious all the time and being outdoors is just another opportunity. So let's say, okay, we're going to the playground. And I'm, I'm a parent who's feeling like I'm a little worried about learning loss from the pandemic, mm -hmm. or we're going for a walk. Maybe we don't live near a playground. Maybe we're just going for a walk around the block, or maybe they've got a big field behind my house and that, or the woods are behind my house. What, what am I doing with my kid to help them become a learner in those moments? Yeah, so there's so many things you can be doing to integrate. Again, if you want to go beyond just, just the playing itself and just the physical movement. So depending on what they're learning, so if we think about early childhood, which is, which is where we spend most of our time, if you're, maybe you want to think about comparing and contrasting. That's a very important mathematical kind of STEM-oriented mm -hmm. concept that kids are starting to be able to do in that preschool age. So look at trees. What's the difference between these trees? How could we tell the difference? Let's look at, would it be the bark? What do you think? Get them processing that. There's a little science in there, investigation mm -hmm. going on mm -hmm. in there. You can do a shape hunt. You're at the, maybe, maybe you're out mm -hmm. walking around town doing errands and you're looking for, let's, let's find all the triangles. Mm -hmm. Or um, what's bigger? What do we see that's bigger or smaller? All sorts of math and science stuff can be happening. You can uh, de decode messages if they're, if they're just starting to look for letters yep. or messages or being able to um, do early reading. You can practice that as you're going around town looking for signs, giving them the, maybe you do some sort of scavenger hunt and they get to create a map or they follow the directions on a map. Following multiple step directions is very good for working memory because they have to hold ideas in their head more than one at a time. Should be always, of course, careful about how much expectation we're giving them when we're doing this because we want it to be joyful and playful and fun and to meet them right where they are 
kind of build their skills a little bit. But we don't want kids to feel like there's a failure opportunity while they're outside right. and playing or inside, whatever. They can be inside doing big body play too, but this is supposed to be real open-ended experiential mm -hmm. play. And to what you said, like learning happens when we can get our hands on stuff and we can experience it. It, 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 learning isn't about just what's getting poured into your head. It's how you're participating with it. So there's lots of things you can do on the playground. You can go going up and down. You can use a lot of mathematical words. There's a lot of social-emotional skill development with kids at the playground, negotiating, taking turns, a little risk-taking, mm -hmm. really healthy, not hazardous risk-taking, but risk-taking that's healthy to see what am I capable of, what can I do here, and building identity, confidence, all sorts of things that transfer to all types of learning. I'm so glad that you use the word joy too. I really want to emphasize that. We want being outside to be joyful. That's how you have a teenager who's willing to take a walk with you <laughs> occasionally. That's how you end up with an adult who's, who gets up from their desk and takes that brisk walk outside when they need to clear their head. These are all lifetime habits. Remember, we're in it for the long, the long game here with these kids. So you're teaching them good habits. Now you're also teaching them the joy that is moving their body and being a healthy person. Um, not to mention, I think they need a lot of breaks from screens after the last two years, yeah. <laughs> personally. Yeah. At least that's the case in my house with my kids. It's, it's been a rough couple of years. There's been a lot of screen-directed school. So now every opportunity I get, it's go outside, go outside, yeah. go outside. <laughs> Go outside and play. That is good. And you're not sacrificing as a parent. Your kids are getting what they need. And we really should be thinking about learning was disrupted, but we haven't lost it. And kids have lots of opportunities with the support and the opportunities to gain those skills that they didn't get during the pandemic. They gained other skills during the pandemic, right. but we can, we can sure help them kind of become whole and a great way to do it is making sure they're joyful and happy and having a lot of fun as they learn. When you're outside moving your body, you're doing a lot of good things for your brain. So this summer, encourage your kids to go out and play. Not only will they come across in the moment learning opportunities, but they'll build healthy habits to last a lifetime. For more ways to encourage joyful learning, check out our family resources at brighthorizons.com. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to us. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time on Teach, Play, Love. And discover parenting as the joy it was meant to be.